Hello everyone, and thank you for listening to GOP in Black. I have quite a bit to cover in regards to the politics and this public scare known as the coronavirus. I'd first like to congratulate the President of the United States for getting through this sham known as an impeachment process where these um, Democratic elitists tried to set up a farce known as an impeachment trial and throw this duly elected president out of office because they clearly could not foreshadow what took place in 2016 with that crooked, decrepit hostage patient Hillary Clinton and their onslaught of anger um, and blood in their eyes has finally come to an end. Um, at least for now. So, you know, I'd like to congratulate the president from all the trouble he had to deal with behind all the bullshit. And I'd also like to send my thoughts and prayers um, to Rush Limbaugh and his family. You know, he's fighting stage four lung cancer, and I'm hoping that he has a speedy recovery and he beats this. And with that being said, fuck cancer. Get well soon, Rush. We need your voice on a regular basis to continue to fight. It's people like you that inspire people like me to no longer be a part of that silent majority. You can call Rush Limbaugh whatever the hell you want, but he's continued to bring up important dinner table conversations that liberals are afraid to talk about. So yes, he was very well deserved of the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and it was rightfully done at the State of the Union, which again was another aggressive, straight-to-the-point speech. And as an American taxpayer and a person that has to vote in an upcoming election, I feel very comfortable with who's currently in office. Um, with that being said, you know, we're going to take a moment to talk about this coronavirus scare, um, and then we'll get into more of the corruption known as the Democratic Party. Um, with this coronavirus bullshit that has Americans scared for their life. But let me first just uh, start off with uh, stating that I am not a medical professional. So any information in regards to this, if you do feel like you have a medical concern in regards to the coronavirus, I recommend contacting 911 because that's where the medical professionals lie. And so call 911 if you have any real problems. But I'm going to go into like this bullshit that took place. And, you know, the criticism that even took place from Chinese officials who felt the need to uh, criticize the U.S. for overreacting and creating a hysteria for this virus. So this country, China, unfortunately, us in America, we're not put into a point where we are not allowed to speak and practice our First Amendment rights. So unfortunately, as you've kind of put your um, citizens in this country into a point where they have to practically have theoretical tape on their mouths because they can't tell the truth about what the fuck's going on. You know, in America, we're allowed to do that. So so I'm going to hit a little hard truths. One of which, you know, as me being a minority, I have seen in multiple minority communities where they put these crappy Chinese restaurants in neighborhoods where the particular food in a lot of instances are barely passing health inspector guidelines and they're feeding us crap. And the thing is, they've been feeding us bullshit. When you buy things from Wish.com, you get half-assed products. This country has been known to do a series of bootlegging and a lot of despicable things. And, you know, I'm going to go into that and put a dose of reality because these are the things that you will never see on a checklist on um, a Chinese Internet database. I mean, and even more so, these guys recently just got... um. Four people indicted for hacking our Equifax database where our credit reports lie. I mean, they already have the majority of our business in regards to um, retail and creation of products. But even more so, they're still looking for more. 
So a couple things in regards to this coronavirus issue. You know, the course of the course of weeks, these cases have been doubling, tripling, quadrupling in regards to people who have the disease. People who apparently have died from heart attacks with the coronavirus have not been put on the same list as dying from the coronavirus as they don't consider that a cause. They killed the doctor. Well, you know, we're not going to say killed, but something happened to this guy who apparently was the whistleblower for this whole thing. And next thing you know, he winds up dead. I wonder what happened there. You know, they quarantined millions of people throughout the entire country, especially in this epicenter, Wuhan district, forcing them to stay in their homes as if we're in a fucking zombie apocalypse because they have no clue how to quarantine this problem. You know, this is not the first time China has caused an outbreak where we've had to worry about a major medical concern or it's happened. I mean, SARS back in the early 2000s, and if you want to go into a history book and flip a couple pages, you'll realize that this is the country that started the bubonic plague that wiped out half of Europe. So them causing, having viruses that cause major epidemics and a bunch of people dying, that's their business. And we've also seen these videos in regards to how they're quarantining their citizens. They're afraid to come forward to say they have the virus. I mean, I would think if I'm sick with a disease that could potentially kill me, I would want to actually go to the doctor and have them check it out. But there's a reason these people are scared to be quarantined in a room with probably no medical support while they're sitting next or laying next to a person with the virus. So you're just quarantining everybody together because you don't have enough space to particularly take care of it. It's even to the point that in China, they're getting rid of cough medicine in parts of China so that people can actually go to the doctor so they can check for the virus. Why are your citizens so afraid to go to the doctor if you have the solution? And there's even reporters that are giving real life scenarios of what's taking place, giving live accounts, factual accounts of what's going on. The government walks out like all oh, this person's went AWOL, they're crazy, they have no clue what they're talking about. And then the reporters come up missing. I mean, you tell me which one is there to believe. You say the person's lying and the person's body's missing so they can't defend themselves. So we're supposed to believe everything you say because this person apparently came up missing, but they were actively giving reports about what was going on that were factual. And let's be honest, from us looking at the Wuhan district marketplace in China, we can clearly see that that place is a breeding ground for viruses and diseases. You've got uncooked foods that are sitting out at room temperature. What the hell do you expect to happen? I mean, for Christ's sakes, if a, a health inspector from any U.S. state would show up in the Wuhan district to actually do a health inspector exam, they'd have a goddamn heart attack and want the whole country to be shut down due to their sanitation issues. You get videos of people eating bats and all type of unnecessary things that are unhealthy that you can't find on a dietary pyramid. I mean, give me a fucking break. And then to add more corruption and scandal in regards to things, I'm going to just go through a list of things that they have done recently or just in general that just raises a couple of eyebrows across the rest of the world. You know, the meats in the market at the Wuhan district that were not to food to room temperature and you're feeding this to millions of people. Uh, again, you know, your military members that were charged with hacking Equifax in 2017 and taking Americans' credit reports. I mean, you already make all of our products and have taken all of our jobs. You're going to take our credits, too, and use that money for what? Who the hell knows? But let's kind of go forward here. You know, um, you gave about hundreds of thousands of babies. 
you know, issues with their kidneys, with your fake milk crisis, where you ended up having to execute someone to save the world from outcry. Yes, your country made fake milk that gave babies kidney stones. You motherfuckers gave fucking babies kidney stones. Really? Really? And, you know... Then we can go into just some of the other scenarios that took place, all the bootleg things they have in their country. And of course, they have a bootleg Apple store. They have bootleg Disney theme parks. They have bootleg Ikeas. They have bootleg Starbucks. They have bootleg World of Warcraft theme parks. They have fake KFC, which we already know they make fake chicken um, and breed it and all types of other shit they're probably doing over there. Call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, but they're fucking with the chicken. Harry Potter, you got fake Harry Potter theme parks, you got fake Nike stores, and you even make fake beer to make a profit. You know, this country is notorious for manipulating and not following the rules of the market and not giving a flying fuck about anything but the almighty dollar. This virus is a prime example of the continued neglect from this country and the the continued neglect that's just happened over centuries. I mean, for fuck's sakes... These motherfuckers are the cause of the goddamn bubonic plague. I will say it again. They are the cause of the bubonic plague that wiped out half of goddamn Europe. And these motherfuckers are trying to go for round two. You have a fucking country with um, a bunch of mixed stories, different views and talking points. And the only thing that this president of China said was that, you know, we're spreading propaganda over here in the U.S. and making things worse. But... You know, you're the one silencing reporters, giving doctors viruses who broke it out and they're apparently dying. You know, and had these reporters or this doctor not said anything, they would have played this virus out like a bad strain of the flu. And they probably would have made an effort to wipe out half the world's population so that the country that is fairly overcrowded, instead of them killing the, you know, their second born daughter, they can ship them all across the world after they've done a little bit of population control. And President Z over there in China, I mean, the only thing he worries about is his self-image and the way that people, you know, re- respond to him and make sure he's getting full respect as a leader and not giving his individuals the ability to speak out. I mean, in the United States, when it comes to Donald Trump, Americans have definitely had the right to speak the fuck out and they've been doing it on a regular basis. But President Z, I mean, this guy banned winning the poo in the country because it's been jokes um, about him looking like Winnie the Pooh. Are you fucking kidding me? You're the leader of a country and you're worried about somebody making a joke about you looking like a Disney character? Are you serious? For an old man, it seems like this person's just a child with an ego problem. So based on all these things that are going on, and as everyone in the world at this point is worried about their safety, I think the president, you know, if he took a bold step and he did a ban from anybody from China, the Wuhan district, or whatnot from entering any part of the U.S., I would make that a possibility. And quite honestly, I put a firm warning to Americans that if you feel that you're going to travel out to China and go to this Wuhan district and get this virus, then you are asking to stay over there and get housed in one of those beds where they're letting their own people die. Because if they don't give a fuck about their own when it comes to this virus, what the fuck makes you think they care about us? So I think honestly... Get a wall, build it around China, or get a ban, stop them from flying their planes all over the damn place until they get control of this virus and we figure out what the hell is going on. 
They've already said they don't want us spreading any propaganda until they take care of the problem. So let them handle it. And stop them from coming in here and coming to our countries and running all over the place so they can get help from our advanced medical systems. The same medical systems that helped them come up with a screening process to find out if people even had this goddamn virus. So now that I've taken a brief moment to speak about China and their corruption and some of the terrible things they've done. And quite honestly, if you go on Google and just look up terrible things China's done, you'd have a few pages that would take place. At the bottom of that Google page, there'd be a lot of fucking O's. Now we're going to go back to the corruption of the Democratic Party because they clearly believe that they can do the same things that China's doing and this is where they're setting their presidents. You know, this Iowa State caucus that took place last week, you know, a state known for, you know, the first state for the primary is supposed to be a smooth start, get a good idea how these people are going to kick off and it's supposed to raise the momentum as you go into New Hampshire. That's always been the history. That's always been the tradition. You know, they're known for their state fairs over in Iowa and carnivals. And, you know, you would believe they'd have the intellectual fortitude to manage a caucus. Um, but instead, you know, they thought they were smarter than what they really are and started lying to America and started letting the deep state go over there and spread a bunch of BS in regards to who was winning elections. They're going over delegates and popular votes and shit like that. The same thing they did to Bernie Sanders in 2016, it started off right in Iowa. So there's a reason that, you know, when you were looking at CNN.com, you saw a percentage of pledged delegates. You couldn't get a fucking popular vote, even though Bernie Sanders won the popular vote, because they want to put it in a package so that they can actually have it where Buttigieg won that state. And this is the same thing like if you go to a restaurant and you get a combo meal and they add a drink to it and you're like, I'm getting a deal. No, the fuck you're not. You're, you're basically getting everything combined and it's not going to work to your advantage. You're apparently not paying for some high fructose drink that's full of sugar that only costs them five cents to make. And this is the same thing the caucus did. They're like, well, you know, technically this is the package deal and it doesn't go into the details. That package deal didn't go into the amount of votes that took place and it didn't go to how many delegates pledged for Pete Buttigieg because for Bernie Sanders to get the entire popular vote and get the majority over everyone else, there shouldn't have been one fucking super delegate that had any thought in their mind that Bernie Sanders was not going to win that primary. And why are they having pledged delegates on day one when they couldn't even figure out the popular vote? How are you pledging your delegates and showing open support when you haven't listened to the voters in your states? Very good, Iowa. You really fucked that up this time around. And then the Democrats have this other problem. Apparently, this son of a bitch, Michael Bloomberg, wanted to go over there and add some input. And that scum-sucking son of a bitch didn't do a goddamn thing but make shit worse. He's not getting any fucking votes. He's not popular. The only thing he's using is his media company or corporation and his billions of dollars to get this nomination. He's basically trying to buy his way into the Democratic Party, just like he made an effort to buy his way into the New York Republican Party with all the bullshit he did as mayor. And let's face it, you know, Michael Bloomberg didn't run New York City like he was the mayor of New York. He ran New York City like he was the Grand Wizard of New York. I mean, quite honestly, if that guy put in a Ku Klux Klan application, he'd get picked up in a heartbeat, especially for his stance on stop and frisk. And yes, 
I am a victim of stop and frisk. I was in Harlem, New York during that whole ridiculous policy, had an Argyle sweater on with a button-up shirt going to a classy party where my friends who were paying $3,000 a month for an apartment in a classy part of New York City, um, at least a good side of Harlem. And the one thing that these police did was they targeted African-Americans. They didn't care what that African-American did to present themselves. They didn't care about education level and they didn't give a fuck about net worth. Only that if a person was black, stop them because they're pretty much a part of the problem in New York City. And even more so, you know, there was some recent footage that came out about Michael Bloomberg in 2000 and, um, you know, I believe it was 13 and then 2015, which is less than 10 years ago, where he basically justified stop and frisk. I mean, he basically said that he was taking cops and he was taking them all out of white neighborhoods because there was no problems with crime and he was putting them into African-American neighborhoods to resolve the crime problem. Now, the crime rate in New York did lower. I'm sure there were a couple more analytics involved in regards to increased real estate value and increasing jobs and increasing minimum wage and some other factors that probably did take place that may have helped those scenarios, not just Michael Bloomberg's idea to stop and frisk African-Americans. So mainly for anybody that's not African-American, that's Caucasian, you can, you know, if you think that's a good idea because you're saying, you know, my area doesn't have a lot of crime, let's just put things into perspective. If you're, if one person that is non-minority had an issue with the crime where they had to wait longer for a police officer or someone potentially died because of something that took place, it does not matter. That person that could have been saving your life was in some urban neighborhood stopping a kid who looked like they may have had marijuana or may have smelled like they were smoking a joint. That person was getting stopped and frisked. And this has been the problem with the police for a long time time when it comes to certain scenarios you know instead of going after the real crimes in these democratic communities they're mainly going after the main dollar like you know let's put a minority through the justice system let's get them into a rehab program that's going to absolutely be unsuccessful and the only thing that's going to get paid is the therapist because democrats have promoted everyone who wants to go to college to study a sociology or psychology field where they're focusing on mental health and figuring people out but they don't give them the ability to make any changes to any psychological issues in regards to criminology so mainly what michael bloomberg did with the city of new york and minority americans is the same thing that Democrats in a majority of democratically, um, you know, democratic jurisdictions throughout the United States. They typically will have it because they have raised taxes, they've caused a bunch of additional charges, and their city budgets are through the roof. They have no businesses who are going to pay that much in fucking city taxes. And because they can't have a real control over the crime rate in their democratic cities, no one's going to set up shop and have to pay a high insurance bill. So if, uh, if like a local CVS, let's just say CVS comes into an urban neighborhood or a democratic city and, you know, they set up shop. They hire people in the, in the local area that Democrats are pretty much catered with government assistance. They go and they do a shitty job. The place gets robbed a couple of times by several different people. There's graffiti put outside of the business. And this building's had to pay a shitload in insurance deductibles just to get things repaired. 
So why would this CVS want to stay in this city if all they're doing is getting vandalized, they're getting things stolen out of their store, and they're spending more money on resources for loss prevention than they are making a profit? So when these particular businesses leave a democratic community, what takes place is, you know, these cities run out of money. And these city officials want their fucking check. They've got to pay the cops. They've got to pay the judges. They've got to pay the prosecutors. They've got to pay these city employees that all of this money. So if they're not making it from taxes for businesses or businesses inputting in these communities, they've got to get it from somewhere. So that's where these aggressive Policies take place where they're doing stop and frisk, where they're stopping people for marijuana nuggets or anything they can find just to make a buck and put these people in the system. And unfortunately, the only person that has come up with a solution to potentially do anything about that problem happens to just be a communist. I mean, you know, as Rush Limbaugh mentioned, you know, these guys have not a lot of choices coming up in 2020. I mean, they had, uh, you know, Uncle Joe Biden who likes to inappropriately grab women, say a bunch of creepy things, call his um, constituents who ask some questions who don't know the difference between a caucus and an election, you know, some type of sly dog, dummy, whatever the fuck it was. I don't care what movie he found it from. In modern America, no young person knows what the fuck he's talking about. And it came off as extremely offensive. Then you've got Elizabeth Warren. She's a goddamn goober. The lady has never worn a real professional suit in her life. She just wears a pair of tights um, and a black tight shirt and some colored blazer. So she doesn't even look presidential. She looks like a stoned out school teacher. And then you've got this scum sucking son of a bitch, Pete Buttigieg. I mean, Democrats, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you, but why are you voting for this idiot? He's a mayor of a ghost town. The guy has no type of experience whatsoever, and when he gets to the general election, Donald Trump is just going to mop the floor with this little kid. I mean, this little whippersnapper has no clue about foreign policy or anything across the board. Great, he served in a, in a war or two. Congratulations, but that's a different subject. And we definitely respect our veterans, but at this time, you're trying to take a veteran status and turn that into a presidential campaign. And I think, quite honestly, you might need a little more experience before you start coming out here and running, trying to run a country. Try to run a real city with more than 100,000 people for once. And then you've got Amy Klobuchar. I mean, she um, saw a surge in New Hampshire. I mean, and the thing is, you know, I'm sure she has some popularity. But the problem is she's not going to win a general election. This is going to be another person that Donald Trump's just going to walk over. So I don't understand why all of these Democratic individuals who's supposed to be the smart, smarter party, they're supposed to be the ones that go to school, take education seriously and, you know, really believe in academics because this is the agenda they've put out there. You know, they seem really fucking stupid. I mean, their best bet is Sanders, to be quite honest. And they're probably going to do so much damage to Sanders that by the time it gets to the general election, Donald Trump is pretty much going to have to do nothing but call him crazy Bernie Sanders. And that's going to be a win for him. However, we are very well aware that that's what Democrats do when it comes to Sanders. They take attacks, they take cheap shots, and they do whatever it is because when it comes to their party, they'll never be able to put differences aside and work with a potential candidate. I mean, 
if you look back at 2016 presidential election with Sanders in the primaries, it was despicable. I mean, you had this Jezebel, Debbie Washerman Schultz, basically running everything like a ring leader and making sure that Hillary Clinton obtained the nomination. There was emails saying that Bernie Sanders was an atheist, that he didn't believe half of the stuff that he was talking about. And, you know, they did a lot to, to criminalize him, even though you had Hillary Clinton with this bought and paid for dossier that was used to spy on a president and the other list and the plethora of scandals that Hillary Clinton's had. I mean, the Whitewater thing that took place with the Clinton dynasty, you know, the Clinton Foundation where they're taking money from the Saudis, but they're hanging, um, you know, they're, they're hanging people of different cultures. They may have differences in these particular governments. I mean, these are things that Pete Buttigieg wouldn't particularly agree with, but he's still sitting here next to Hillary Clinton thinking that's the patriarch of the Democratic Party. I mean, that confuses me. You know, I have nothing against anyone and who they decide to sleep with, but homosexuals, if you have anything nice to say about Hillary Clinton, you are not paying attention. This woman has been coming after you since she's been in politics. And finally, in 2014, when she finally decided that she was going to run for president, she felt the need to actually show support towards homosexuals. But she's always said she didn't agree with it and she didn't support it. So I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you guys and what type of love-hate relationship or punch-drunk love relationship you have with Hillary Clinton, but you're fucking nuts if you think that's the person that cares about you. Donald Trump, who has shown no lack of, um, shown no issues with diversity, he's even reached out to African Americans. That's why his numbers are doubling and tripling with African American support. He's always looked to work with America, building jobs, making a stronger workforce for America so that people are not having the same dinner table conversations that they had under the Barack Obama administration and the dinner table conversations they would have had if that crooked, decrepit hostage patient, Hillary Clinton, would have been president. However... Going back, like I mentioned, I'm going to go into a couple things with Sanders. 2015, the emails, they even had to the point where Donna Brazil, who was fired from CNN, and she's currently working for Fox News, was sending campaign questions to the Hillary Clinton camp so that she would be well prepared to debate against Bernie Sanders. So, yes, when you saw those debates against Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and he beat that bitch like a goddamn hooker who didn't have a pimp's money... It's because she was prepared. She didn't know how to debate against him because she didn't have the cliff notes, which she's had every time she's ran for president. Except for in 2008, when the Democratic Party actually rebelled against her and decided they wanted to see Barack Obama become president over her, and they did the unbreakable vow for her in 2016. But for the Democratic primaries, they basically handed it to her. She didn't have to do a damn thing but show up. And it was so bad to the point with Hillary Clinton and the, the Democratic National Committee, they'd had so much corruption that Bernie Sanders initially during the 2016 Democratic National Convention was supposed to speak on like a Wednesday for an hour or something with all of the fucking scandals from the WikiLeaks. They had to actually push him to the first night to give a speech, to give a torch to Hillary Clinton because of all the corruption. It was a complete civil war with the Democratic Party. And those individuals where Hillary Clinton obtained the nomination, they lost in November. And they, they won't blame Donald Trump. They're going to blame Bernie Sanders. And, you know, they're going to put this all on Bernie Sanders as if this is his fault. His voters didn't come in and support Bernie Sanders. But if you look at the details 
of these Democratic primaries like Michigan. They're like, oh no, Donald Trump won Michigan. This isn't fair. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. How did she lose the general election? She only won California and New York at the majority and New York and California don't select presidents. And in regards to Michigan, Hillary Clinton has never won the state of Michigan anytime she's run for president. So in 2016, during the Democratic primary, and they had that debate in Michigan when they were talking about Flint, Hillary Clinton was actually giving campaign questions then. That's why she did so well. She cheated at a debate, and she still lost the state in popular vote. And that particular state of Michigan, all of their superdelegates still went to support Hillary Clinton, even though the voters of that state did not support Hillary Clinton. So if you ask anybody why Hillary Clinton lost Michigan, Hillary Clinton never lost it in the never won it in the first fucking place. She's never won Michigan. Wisconsin. This is another state. She um, lost this state. Popular vote. Bernie Sanders won the popular vote. All the superdelegates went to Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump won that vote. Because again, Wisconsin did not vote for Hillary Clinton. They voted for Bernie Sanders. And you know, Pennsylvania. Donald Trump won Pennsylvania. That's the first time that a Democrat has lost Pennsylvania since her husband won it in his general election in 1992. So not alone did Hillary Clinton pretty much put a halt and turn the Democratic Party into a civil war. She turned back things that her husband had done with the progression of the Democratic Party. How the fuck do you lose Pennsylvania and you haven't lost that state since 1992. Are you kidding me? That's 28 years ago. So back to my point to say that Hillary Clinton, you know, lost in 2016 and it was a screw job. It was a whitewash. It was all this shit. It wasn't. It was voters responding to the corruption of the Democratic Party. And there's been articles out to even blame Jill Stein and call her a Russian communist. Any person that could have potentially been a cause of Hillary Clinton losing outside of herself was put to fault. But the one thing Hillary Clinton has never done throughout this entire process is maybe go to a restroom and look in a mirror. Even after she lost, she probably couldn't look at the mirror and find out the real problem. She's not electable. And as you see in 2020 now, Hillary Clinton has openly taking strikes at Bernie Sanders. She said he is basically someone that is not going to do anything for the people. He doesn't work. He doesn't get things done. And I mean, this is after a general election. Like, Hillary lost. I mean, when it comes to, uh, I guess, a general consensus of what America thinks of her, she was really exposed in that election. And she's still trying to take someone down with her. I mean, she's a prime example of a petty bitch. Um... Now, I don't know if she's a bitch in person, but fuck it. You know, this woman's terrible. And this is now the real division of the Democratic Party. I mean, technically, she was the division in the Democratic Party in the first place, but it's now coming to light. As people have moved on past her, and as Sanders is starting to surge, she's still trying to drag this man down. I mean, Hillary Clinton's pretty much like an obsessed baby mama who's taking her baby daddy to child support court because she found out that he had another job. So, you know, as Democrats get into the upcoming 
states and these primaries and they get to the general election, no matter what happens, they can do whatever analytics they want. They can talk about superdelegates and all this voter participation. But the biggest enemy to the Democratic Party is themselves because they do not know how to work together. And you're going to see more of that throughout this Democratic primary process. And you're going to see a lot of that as this general election takes place. And, you know, quite honestly, I am very, very, very certain that Donald Trump's going to be most likely getting the presidency back again in November because the division in this party is going to split them apart. And hey, how I look at it, let it split them apart because it makes our job a lot easier. That's less we have to worry about. All we need to do is coast through this, go to the election booths and vote. I mean, Joe Biden's been killed off because of this impeachment process. Andrew Yang with that $1,000 a month bullshit's out of here. Elizabeth Warren is being exposed for the quack she is. Amy Klobuchar with that wolf pussy on the top of her head that she calls a hairdo is going to come to cease to exist in a heartbeat because we just know she's full of shit. You've got Pete Buttigieg, this ghost town mayor who should be running for CEO of the Scooby-Doo franchise instead of president of the United States. And Bernie Sanders, the top guy of this, is a communist. You got Fidel Castro practically running for president in modern day 2020. So if this is the party of clowns and characters you want to have as your president or even in your cabinet potentially or as one of your vice presidents, then you keep following these crazy motherfuckers right off of a cliff. Just where apparently Republicans are pushing your grandmother, you can jump off right next to them with these Democrats in this particular process. So I recommend everybody that's looking to vote in this election get on the bandwagon, join the current president who's been building jobs, who's been boosting the economy, who's been lowering the unemployment rate with minority of, um, minorities at an accelerating rate. Get someone out here who's getting jobs done, who knows about working and building a business and knows what jobs is. And this is the jobs president, Mr. Trump. And if I didn't mention that racist Ku Klux Klan candidate, Michael Bloomberg should not be considered for president either. So Trump, we've got your back in November. You have absolutely nothing to worry about with these clowns here on the left. And I'm going to get off of here with this rant. I will be back because we have more elections to cover. Thank you for your time. Keep supporting Trump and God bless America.